I'm sure it's going to be fine. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. What more do you need? It's going to be so great. Little song, little dance, little seltzer down your pants. You know how it goes. (laughs) You do that too? Hello, Avalanche fans, and welcome back to the Avs Hockey Podcast. This is your home for almost everything Avalanche, and I'm your host, JV. In this show, my main, James, Tapeleg Grayley, and I recap the Stanley Cup final. We wrap up a championship season, and we also discuss what next year's team may look like. Those topics and a whole bunch more Avs and hockey stuff. Coming at you in episode number 140 of the Avs Hockey Podcast. Stick around. The AHP is next. Hey, what's going on, Avalanche fans? Welcome back to the Avs Hockey Podcast. His name is James Tapelet Graylian, and my name is Jay Veen. And this is your home for almost everything Avalanche. How's it, how's it going? What's it's, going it's, on? I am drinking. I'm drinking some coffee <laughs> out of a brand new mug. You got a mug? I'm I got a new mug. Notes. Did anything big happen since our last show? I got a new mug that has the Avalanche logo on it. And what it else does it have on it? Stanley Cup Champions. Oh, this is. I'm checking my notes. The sticky notes. Checking my notes. Have we ever done a show that had anything to do with the Avs winning the Stanley Cup? No, we have not. Uh, that's going to change <laughs> right now. Right now. Who knew? I was just telling James uh, before we started recording for the show. I'm just I'm glad we waited for a little bit because it's it, honestly it's still sinking in a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's still it all happened kind of so fast. It's still sinking in, and I like it. Yeah, <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know I don't know what to I uh, what a what a what a crazy run it just the. We've been waiting for the last few years when they had these those strange exits, and you just kind of wondered, and you know whether it's uh, hockey journalists asking strange questions about if they're just going to go ahead and do it, or if we're gonna we're gonna sit through another you know weird exit, a, a disappointing exit like before, and uh, wow, what a good time! Just what a great time over the hump. Mm-hmm. They were the favorite. Well, they've been the favorites the last two years, maybe teeny bit longer than that. That's yeah. never easy to deal with, but they played like it. They mm-hmm. just, we'll talk about it. Just top to bottom, yeah. just to, just, it, they were made for this. They really mm-hmm. were. They've been working for it. They've been through the, the heartbreak. They've been through the, uh, EJ just posted on his Instagram actually today. It was a picture of he, Confer, Landeskog, Rantanen. There's another person, McKinnon left from the 2017 team. The team mm-hmm. that finished dead last in the league. Kale McCarr uh, comments and puts a heart and EJ said it was wor- it was all worth it for you, Kaler. Aww. And it's just like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just the, the chemistry of this team that we have seen and experienced that makes a huge difference. And yep. it was just cool to watch that all come through. They've been to the very lowest of the low and they, well, all of us have too. And they appreciated it. They learned what they needed to from it. And they finally, I, they did it. It was just so mm-hmm. cool. 
Uh, we need to we do um, we do jersey numbers. We, we have business to attend to first, and uh, then we'll talk some more. I'm only going to talk about. I'm only going to mention three of them. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, former Stanley Cup uh, winner uh, Alex Tangay. Alex Tangay. Of add, course. Tang Tangay's goal in the two, his first goal in the 2001 Game Seven was kind of like Kadri's. It got caught in the mm. net the mm -hmm. game before, but yeah. Tangay. It didn't punch through like somebody else's, but no, it was, God, yeah. that, that was so weird against Nashville. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, yeah. Alex Tangay, Stanley Cup. Mm -hmm. uh, I wouldn't call him a legend, but man, he was good. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, yeah. Now, now an assistant coach. What does it take? Here's a good question. What does it take to be a, le a Stanley Cup legend with this team? Like, oh. do you have to be, have your jersey retired? Do you have to, what does it take? Because that, he was, he was, an instrumental part of it's good. He was good. He was yeah. one of, I think Hayduke was the same way. He, because he had so much talent playing around him, he took advantage of what was in front of him. It's, it's really mm -hmm. cool to see players do that. I, Milan Hayduke on another team doesn't score. I don't think 375 goals. He scores a lot of goals, but mm -hmm. not that many. But yeah. when you have hall of famers playing in front of you, you're going to have a little more ice yourself and Tanga and Hayduke are two, two of those guys for sure. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, I want to mention, uh, of course, uh, one of my favorite names in hockey, Ron Tugnut. <laughs> Always <laughs> thought, a good time. I thought that was one you were going to bring up. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> the joke tells itself. Yeah. And the <laughs> other one I want to mention is uh, Devin Dudnick, who, yep. when he got brought into the Avalanche, there was the whole bat, you know, the whole thing, oh, how are he and uh, Landis guy going to get along? And uh, what was their text exchange? Let's go win a cup. Well, that didn't happen. That it, wasn't... It, it, and that, that was, was last year. It. it seems like it seems like he played for this team five years ago. Yeah, that was last year. Yeah, and and really, again, as it wasn't no surprise that it wasn't a goal a goaltending battle because the better goaltender statistically was on Tampa's team. It's true. In the end, it didn't really matter. But very that was very odd. so they could have this team probably could have won with Dubnik. You know, so. they, it wasn't about the goaltending in the end that really got there. And it wasn't the Stanley Cup winning goaltender wasn't the first, you know, wasn't the highest, the top goaltender, which uh, doesn't happen very often at all. No, I can't remember you, what the stat was if uh, you about look, last time. Yeah, but if you look at the end of playoffs uh, kind of analytics and everything, mm -hmm. the only goaltender worse than Darcy Kemper was... Um, dang it! Who, uh, Huso, Huso for the Blues, who came really? in after after Bennington? He was wow. second to last. He was second to dead last in the league, just as far as uh, you know, goals goals expected. I don't I don't do my homework on all the advanced stats, but I just kind of look at the standings, just kind of get a feel. Mm -hmm. And he did not save a lot of goals, and it, not oh. not goals not goals in in general, but goals above expected. If he makes a great save and a, and a great scoring chance, that's kind of a plus. If he does the opposite, that's a minus. He had the second worst in in the playoffs for any mm. goaltender that played in the playoffs. I wonder yeah. what I wonder where Francois wound up. He in was all kind of, of in the middle. I think he was fourteenth. Yeah, and then uh, Francois went six and zero. Oh, he was great, but it's not like he was standing on his head. I mean, nope. Francois didn't have wonderful, amazing stats. No, and that's uh, this wasn't the team that this wasn't a team that needed that. I've said it before. Uh, I kind I kind of say it when things get a little rough or whatever. But it's just mm -hmm. like Kemper and Franzos. They they made they made enough saves. 
they, mean, didn't, no. they didn't they yeah. didn't make all the saves there wasn't really any there might have been maybe one or two pretty good nothing super spectacular mm-hmm. Vasilevsky had some greats like like that oh, yeah. this game two that was seven nothing that could have been 11 or 12 to nothing without some big saves on on his part but you don't have to win all your games you just need to win the right games and you don't need to save all the shots you just need to save the right ones and I think that was a Perfect, perfect example of that. Um, mm-hmm. Kemper struggled, like, and I think it probably had something to do with his eyes too. I, I think his his eye was worse than anybody let on. Uh, I think Bednar, after the series, said he had to kind of retrain his eye to work again. Um, he was he was at the optometrist like three, two or three times a day trying to get it to work right. Uh, so he was a little more hurt, and you could tell in game three, mm-hmm. he was off. Things were things weren't so good. Um, but w- they've been doing that for the last couple years now. Franzos comes in and he's he's strong. Well, let's. I mean, if you want to talk pure stats, um, Kemper had a nine oh two save percentage. Yeah, Franzos had a nine oh six. It's not like it was that much more goals against average. Kemper was two point five seven. Franzos was two point eight one. It's a lot of goals. Well, it was. It was. I mean, it was sixteen. It was 16 goals against for Kemper uh, on, and 171 saves. It was okay. 38 goals against, or no, I'm sorry, I got that. I'm sorry, that was Francois. Francois okay. was 16 goals against uh, on a, and 171 saves. It was, For Kemper, it was 360, uh, 386 saves and 38 goals against. Okay. Um, that's in, he played, Kemper played 16 games. You know, there were, you know, not full, not complete games because right. he went, he was 10 and four. But, um, he didn't, you know, neither one that's, that's not spectacular. Uh, Vasilevsky was a nine, two, two, uh, save percentage. Yeah. That's pretty good. And his goals against average though was 2.52, which, yeah. you know, really that's not very far behind, uh, you know, behind Kemper, the 2.57. So, I mean, Vasilevsky saw a lot more rubber. He did. Uh, and I'm sure he saw a lot more rubber in those, uh, in those, uh, uh, avalanche series. Yeah, he sure did. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it was, uh, you, you know, usually you get a hot goaltender that you ride as far like Shesterkin for the Rangers was kind of that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was a very different series. Um, but that's the way the abs have played all year. That, that was, uh, it was impressive. And, and I think that's why it, I don't know when when a Darcy Kemper signs with Washington, uh, it doesn't freak anybody out. It's not like we're happy to see him go, but it's also the way this team is built in front of him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very different situation than a lot of other places. You saw what happened to St. Louis once Bennington went down. It's hard. Oh yeah, it's difficult. Um, and the interesting yeah. part about when that, about that is that Bennington wasn't even the. Uh, the goaltender of record for that team at the point. Nope. He wasn't their regular goaltender. It was it was Huso. Yeah. And Huso got pulled. They bring in Bennington. Bennington shuts the door a bit, but and then uh, gets injured. It was yeah. Yeah, it's one of that those was, it, it, maybe it's kind of like I don't know, it's like a golf tournament where you can't win the tournament early, but you can definitely lose a tournament early. Mm. It's kind of mm-hmm. kind of that same type feel to it. This yeah. is very, you know, and 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 Tampa Bay was was Cooper and the team like that's the best goalie in the world? And we've got the best goalie in the world, and that still may be the case. But um, the he's Avs a big and their goalie, yeah. Oh, he's great. <laughs> he's I mean, he's fun goalie. to watch. He, he doesn't. He's not out of out of position very often. 
makes great saves, makes the saves he's supposed to, and then a bunch mm-hmm. of others that he shouldn't. And, uh, you know, no, neither of us would ever try and take anything away from anybody we talk about on the show, except for maybe a couple players. But yeah, I mean, it was mean fun like, to watch. Uh, Corey and, Perry, maybe? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We'll get to him. Um, we'll get but to him. I mean, it's just like, you know, the Avs did what they needed to do to win. And they sure they got a couple breaks and they get, they got a couple bounces. Um, but you got to earn those. And it was just, man, it was fun to watch. Two, yeah. two really good hockey teams, you know. And, and I'll knew- say this about Vasilevsky though, like he he was really he was quite good. He was uh, he's had his own heartbreak in the in the playoffs that mm-hmm. uh, 2018 2019 season when they won the President's Trophy. I think they they they, got they had the most yeah they had the most uh, I, I think it was was it uh, uh, key, uh, from Saturday Night Live uh, I can't remember his name, but at the the joke he made key at Michael the key. No, 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 yes. not Keith. No, jeez, no. oh, I'm that's, sorry. That's that's Keen Peel. Yeah, uh, but he he made it. the joke at the uh, um at the award show that they had set the record for the most points in a season and then tied for the most you know for the least yeah. amount of wins in a Stanley <laughs> Cup playoff. And the and the camera went right to Vasilevsky and he's just sitting there like whatever, <laughs> staring daggers. Okay, it's Bruno. it's it's funny because he's the guy. It was originally he was the backup to Bishop, and they let Bishop go. And I never thought. I always thought about Bishop that Bishop relied so much on his size and his positioning wasn't great. I could never really decide if it was if Bishop was a good goaltender or if he was a big goaltender who wasn't right. all that good. Vasilevsky is a big goaltender who's he's, still good. He's both. Yeah, yeah. and that's what. Yeah. Yeah, that's what that's what that's what makes him. Yeah. When he won the cup in let's see, when he won the cup last year, he had a nine three seven save percentage, a nine and a nine two seven for the first of those two cups. Yeah. So I mean that's 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 good enough. Absolutely. But yeah. I'm you know, this year he saw more rubber than either of those two years. Yeah. This year he saw 752 shots, or no, that was 752 saves. Okay, versus 699 the previous year. Yeah, that's a big difference. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Either way, it was fun. Oh yeah. Should we? All let's right, break I'll it stop down. talking. Let's yeah, I'm gonna stop talking bit. stats here because that's why. No, that's we'll not come, where the fun is. The fun coming. is the wins. Yeah, we can keep coming back to it. Yeah. Uh, game one, abs up to nothing early. Right. Mm-hmm. Place is going crazy. <laughs> and then Lekkinen scores on a five on three. I can't remember what the score was. I think I took the lightning goals out. The five on three, that was Kale McCarr at the blue line. Kind of got tripped, kind of didn't. That that was kind of controversial, but that wasn't the end of the controversy either. But but it's just, it is what it is. And then the Bolts tied at three in the third. No, in the second. Um, I think they scored a couple straight. And then it was just one of the game one, game one, you know how you get that feel when you've watched enough hockey that you don't think overtime is going to last very long. Mm-hmm. I kind of had that feeling. You had that? Oh yeah. It was, it's, this is going to, this is going to end one way or the other, uh, pretty quickly. And Andre Burkowski, man, that was, that was awesome. Place goes crazy. Uh, Nichushkin is just, we'll talk about Nichushkin in just a little bit, but he was a beast. He was a beast all, did you see his foot by the way? Did you see any pictures of that? Yeah, the broken toe. <laughs> yeah. He needed Ooh. some help getting his skate on and off. And 
I think there was x-rays actually too. Yeah, that was, that looked yeah. uncomfortable, but he's still out there being the beast that he is. But I don't know how you can play through that because you're, you know, every oh. time you step on that and the way that, because it was the big toe, wasn't it? It was, yeah, I think it was that, I think it was the kind of near, closer to the arch though. Like it was a broken foot, I think actually, yeah. like you could, okay. couldn't even walk around. Like, but like if you're like for people who don't skate, Ouch. like one of the things that these, that happens when you skate is like you, they push off and they push out, but just to get that little extra, there's a little bit of that toe point. Like you, yeah. you, you push back and you. Oh kick your foot back a little. So every time that he's doing those big strides, yeah. he's pushing against that. That is going down and pushing into, it's into his boot. It's moving. Ooh. Well, it's, it's like dry sidle. Like I, we talked about it last show, but if you've ever sprained your ankle and you tweak it, it, mm -hmm. it hurts. And dry sidle was doing that over and over. And it's just like, mm. there's certain ways it shouldn't move because it's going to hurt. And that's, but I imagine that you can, he was probably numbed up or whatever it was, but man to go out there with his foot looking like that and to play like he did unreal yeah pay the man oh yeah they did <laughs> oh they did <laughs> so game one ended quickly game two andrew cogliano comes back from a broken hand pretty quickly which was big he's 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 a big part of this team but i mean i don't i, I i've watched a lot of hockey through the years but at that time for them to play that well it was just pure domination mm -hmm. I, and it was historic domination. Like some of the stuff they were doing has never been done in the Stanley cup final. And not that anybody thought that the series was over at that point, but having a two Oh lead at that point, especially with a game like that, where you can roll four lines in the last period, like that's big. That was, mm -hmm. huge. but I mean, I mean, uh, one, one, one flashback for me, I'm just kind of talking, whatever. Yeah. When Kale McCarr came in to score his, I think it was shorthanded goal. It was a two-on-one with Cogliano. If you go back and watch that, like Cogliano's not expecting the puck whatsoever. <laughs> like, he's just, he's, he goes with him, of course, and he's just kind of gliding in, but his stick never even came close to the ice. He's like, Kale, this is all you, bud. Go for it. It was awesome, but I I don't know. And to go up 2 nothing in the final, that that creates a hole for the other team that is pretty tough. What I can't remember the numbers, but only three teams in like 54 series have come back. Maybe that was the 3-1, but 2-0 is pretty good too. But Yeah. Uh, I believe it was Mark Messier after yep. the game who said that it was the most dominant performance in a playoff that he's ever seen in a playoff game. And this is a guy who won yeah. cups with Edmonton he's and the Rangers. Of, he's seen a lot of hockey. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. played on... He's played on superior teams. He played on, he played with Gretzky. He played, you know, Grant Fur. And sure enough, this was, you know, the, the, if, if he's saying that, that means something. It was pure domination. It yeah. was, and I, I screenshotted some of the stats. The Avalanche had a defenseman scored even strength, a defenseman score on the power play, a defenseman score a shorthanded goal. That was for both McCarr. Shut out the opponent and hold the opponent under 20 shots in goal. No other NHL team has done that all in one game, regular or postseason, since shots were first tracked in 1955-56. I mean, just like Avalanche had two, and this is just from random spots on Twitter. Avalanche had two turnovers on 33 tries, and the Lightning had 14 turnovers in 40 tries. They dictated the action offensively and defensively, and it was just, what can you say? I mean, that's, that's puck possession. That's not giving up the puck for anything. It was, yeah. 
Uh, Makar scores, let's see, surpass Rob Blake for goals in a postseason. Avalanche Nordique history. Second defenseman in NHL history to score a power play and a shorthanded goal in a Stanley Cup final game. Um, there's the blackout you're talking about, too, in 1988. We were just talking mm-hmm. about that. Um, Avalanche 7 nothing win is the second largest shutout margin of victory in Stanley Cup final history. Avalanche became the fifth team to go 14-2 and two in the playoffs. I mean, it was... And Makar is just, oh, my favorite tweet of the whole night was, now the Lightning knows how it feels to play the Lightning. I love that. <laughs> that was just so great. That was good. That's perfect. Like, that's that's what we need more of on the internet. I remember um, everybody on the broadcast team was talking about whether or not Vasilevsky would get pulled. And they were like, John Cooper oh, has to pull him. John had, yeah. It was a big deal. But yeah. I was really surprised that everybody was as surprised as they were yeah. that he came back. If he's your guy, I don't think that John Cooper would go to him and say, we're pulling you. I think that they oh, no. would go to him and say, do him. you want us to pull you? Yep. And people were just acting like, oh, they're definitely going to pull him. They have to pull him. Yeah. Dude, if you've got somebody, if he's your number one guy, you ask him if he wants to get pulled. Yeah. And then if you, and if he wants to get pulled, great, we'll take you out. If you don't want to get pulled, no problem. Stay in. I get it. Right on. I imagine he knew he knew he was going to lose that game. Sure, it's it's not like he was going to. He was like, oh, you know, I'll shoehorn us back into this thing. There was no chance in hell he knew that. You don't you don't see that body language very often too on on Makar's power play goal. Okay, yeah, the hmm. shorthander was with Cogliano. The power play goal was just kind of the puck movement, and then Makar with the wrister by him, and 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 Vasilevsky just kind of he looked defeated. Mm -hmm. But the thing about teams like that is that they'll bounce right back, and that's what Cooper. Cooper didn't sugarcoat it at all. He's like, that's just one of those games where you just turn the page. There's there's yeah. nothing you can do. You just you just turn the page and you move on. Mm-hmm. And that's how those series work too. It's not like you have to go face somebody else. Like during the regular season, you got to. You know that every team. time you say turn the page, I start thinking of the Bob Seger song, right? Now it's in my head. Thank you. Yeah, I can think. What of do you mean? Songs. Thank you for me. You're the one who you're the one who brought it up. <laughs> I can think of worse songs. Bob yeah. Seger rules. It's a good song. Um, so, Even so the Metallica kinda, cover of that was really good. So, yeah. And considering nobody, Metallica is like big right now because of the Stranger Things thing. Yeah. Look it up. If the, you haven't, uh, I guess it. that's the first time they've been in the top 100 with with Master of Puppets. It was like they were never in the top 100 originally with that. They weren't. Wow. But now they are. Isn't that cool? Well, and, and Kate Bush was like number one. Isn't that uh, crazy? Oldest, uh, oldest person to ever have a number one. My kids uh, watch that show too much. It's annoying. But. I'm sure it's a good show. I just don't watch it that much, but no. yeah. There's so, so much hockey so, to watch. That's right. So, so the Avalanche, I, I don't think there's anybody that thought that this series was over just because of that game. No. Being up 2 nothing is huge, right? But it, nobody expected the Lightning to lay down, lay down and, and just call it a series. And they were far from that, obviously. They were going back home. The Avs lose uh, game three, six to two. Mm-hmm. And Kemper just, he wasn't, he wasn't good. And that yeah. happens. I wonder what I wonder what the response would have been if they lost four nothing or okay. five nothing rather yeah. than seven. Like there, there's a certain amount where things become absurd, and you just go, "Well, obviously that's an anomaly." Yeah. But if it was a more reasonable loss, I wonder if they would have if they would have gotten on their horse quite as much. Yeah. They were. I mean, you're in a two nothing hole. You want it bad, obviously. Um, the my girlfriend's thing throughout the whole 
couple, you know, throughout the playoffs was Samkos really wants this. Samkos yeah. wants this cup really bad. And there were times when he was carrying things on his shoulder, but everybody got on their horse yeah. for, for game three. I wonder if you if you have the choice, would you rather lose three nothing or seven nothing? And it's just hmm. It's just if you know you're gonna lose, would you rather lose big or not? I, I don't know. It was but it yeah. was really cool to watch the lightning as a fan make mm-hmm. the adjustments they needed to, bounce right back and come back strong. Like it was, yeah. you know, I think Kemper, we were talking about it if I remember right, it was five goals on twenty five shots. Like that's not gonna win you a whole lot of games. And wasn't this the game that uh, Point went out where they, he played the first two, yeah. Braden Point, and then pulled? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was just one of those things. Oh, we forgot to talk about Corey Perry. When do you want to talk about Corey Perry? <laughs> I, you know, we can talk about Corey Perry. Uh, <laughs> nice that uh, you know loses in the final three third straight uh, year three three straight years. Yeah. Um, I mean, my fear was that he was going to go to free agency and the Avs were going to pick him up cheap or something. <laughs> I, but, you know, I mean, free agency isn't over. He hasn't signed anywhere, but this boy, don't, that would, that would be a misreading of the, that would be a real misreading of the fan base if you did this that. This is true. Corey Perry's Corey Perry. He hasn't changed. He did the same thing with the Ducks. He did the same thing with the Stars. Like he's, he's, he's been like this his whole career, but it's what it's the thing that pisses me off about hockey so much is that these guys, you know, the Sean Avery's and things yeah. like that, the pests. Uh, the Brad Marchands, they Marchands, are yeah. good hockey players. They're yeah. NHL caliber hockey players. They and sure yet are. this is what, this is what they do. And I guess it's part of the game, but eh. I, I guess he's one of those guys that you like to have on your team. If he's on your team and you hate to play against and like every team wants to have guys like that on there. But some of the stuff, the water bottle he did where he pulled the water bottle out and then threw it on the ice and then. There was one that I don't think a lot of people... T- well, there was getting up and putting his knee on JT Comfer's ankle as he got mm-hmm. up. Uh, yep. That was a, that was nice. And then there was also the... People didn't talk about this too much, but they would have talked about it more if it had hurt Kemper. But he got cross-checked in, you know, in, the, in the slot, and he kind of put his head down and launched himself into Kemper's legs. Nobody really talked about it because nobody really got hurt. But just those little things. And I guess I guess he's doing you know, what he feels is his job and getting under the skin of the opponents and their fans. And he's damn good at it. Yeah. I think he's doing exactly what he gets hired to do, Yeah, which is be that jerk. And he's good at it. yeah, he is. It's, it, it's, it's crap. <laughs> it's tiring. <laughs> it's, it it's is. crummy to watch. Um, it is, yeah. It's, it's hard to, kind of explain to somebody who hasn't watched a ton of hockey why that's okay you know when mm-hmm. a guy gets up and he puts all of his weight on his knee as on somebody's ankle as as he as he gets up like it's hard to be like oh that's part of the game there's, there's no way that should be part of the game but no this is this is what he does mm-hmm. so oh yeah whatever. The, i mean the thing with and the so back to game three yes a 6-2 loss this this game worried me a little bit uh-huh. Because it As wasn't it, it wasn't just Kemper. I mean, this was the this was the Avs falling apart in front of him. This was the defense not doing their job, not cleaning things up, and they didn't look tight at all like they had in so many others. They were flat, super yeah, flat. They were really flat. And it was all it was a little shade of what happened with St. Louis when St. Louis decided to get on their forecheck. Um but I but this this was kind of one of those are they going to yeah where are they going to go from here they they they're 
it seemed like a decision to be made whether they knew it or not that, that they, they okay, had just you come have off. to clean this up and, and they had come luckily off, they did they had come off like a historically dominant game there was only one way to go which was down mm-hmm. but i don't know if anybody and i, I think it had everybody worried because then you start thinking about you start thinking about the past you start thinking about how quickly things can fall apart but that's why seven game series are just so cool the games mm-hmm. threes and the game fours are just monstrous they're just huge and that's that's all part of playoff hockey that makes it fun to watch and yeah so then game four nail biter right mm-hmm. goes into overtime and um did you see that puck go in i didn't in the in the overtime yeah for uh ca- so, for cadre yeah so cadre comes back and first game back and there it is like i never saw it go in um i am very surprised that not one player saw that puck go in uh yeah but that was odd a very weird end to a game and a lot of controversy involved there too. And how many guys, how many guys were on the ice? <laughs> well, <laughs> if you, w- when they screenshot it for the, for like the abs, there was like the six and yeah. for the, uh, for the lightning, it was seven. Um, <laughs> right. and that wasn't to me, that wasn't the controversial part, right? Like, okay, sure. If it, maybe if the lightning had scored, maybe I'd think that, but okay. it was actually the first goal. The, the Anthony Sorelli one that was at uh, sixty th- or thirty six seconds in. Yeah, yeah, um, we learned something, right? Well, what, what did we learn? No, keep what going. Keep going, and I'll see if we learn the same things. I don't know. No, I, wanna... I didn't. Uh, what I learned is that if the other team knocks off your goalie's yes. mask, it's fine. I didn't. That was the thing. <laughs> if the I thought it was the shot. Did, did you think it was somebody's? It was. I I thought it was the stick. Okay. That took his mask off, and then okay. the shot. I, oh, okay. All right. In fact, I'm I, thought, gonna, I assumed it was the shot, but maybe I'm wrong too. I don't know. Well, I, this is the thing. There, so the shot broke. Oh no! You're there. Were, the shot did break his his um right his strap. I thought the I thought the stick came in also. I don't I just, think the stick came in too, but I I assumed I that's where I learned something. I I thought it was automatically dead if the goal the goaltender's mask fell off. I'd, it was, you know what? I just watched it. I I wanted to pull it up before I saw it. It okay. was both the was strap. Both. The strap popped, and Sorelli's stick hit his mask. Also, no kidding. Okay, and pulled it and pulled forward and off. Okay, so both happened. And that was what thirty whatever seconds into the game. I believe it was thirty six seconds. Oh man, yeah. And that was that was oh boy, here we go. You know, mm-hmm. but yeah, that was uh, that was quite the sequence there, and. Uh, Kemper was tough throughout and, after that. Yeah, you know, Kemper went right to the bench, got his uh, got his mask worked on, yeah. and then that was it. He didn't uh, he didn't complain. He didn't say anything. Well, he just the players know the rules too. Because I would have, mm-hmm. I was, I was, I swore like if I swore that once the goalie's mask fell off, that was dead. But that was the obviously the correct call, and the the broadcast talked about it. And I like learning stuff, you know, <laughs> so. But yeah, that the goal, the too many men was it was what it was. Uh, John Cooper after the game um, said a little something, then stepped away from the press, and then came back the next day and kind of said, you know, I'm sorry for not saying more yesterday or whatever. And people people kind of quickly moved on. It it wasn't it wasn't a play that doesn't happen all the time, especially during really any overtime things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. One call doesn't make or break a series or really a game usually anyway. I mean, it well, was, 
and it can in it can in overtime yeah but the like i i think my favorite tweet that i saw was somebody saying uh john cooper after the uh you know after the first two games uh sure there was altitude but we're not going to make excuses yeah after this game there were too many men on the ice <laughs> yeah he was pretty dramatic but that's how he that's how he is though too he mm. he he coaches with a lot of heart and you 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 know it is it was that was just interesting and it's just not a call that i think could be made although they made it the next game as well but you know oh they made it, yeah the Avs had like what two more too too many Something. men on the ice calls after that. Uh, like you know, another yeah. subsequent games like, oh my god! But what a and of course so, they're going to be watching harder for that. Of course, of course and and, know, and I guess uh, Ray Ferraro, uh, Corey Perry was right next to him, and and Perry was Perry super smart, mm-hmm. like he knows what to look for, and he said that 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 call at the in in game five when the Az were trying to tie it up and uh, couldn't because they were killing a, a penalty was all Corey Perry letting the referees know that there was too many men on the ice. It's like, yeah, things even themselves out. And that's, but what an odd, what a, what an odd goal. Um, nobody celebrated. Nobody really saw it go in. Bowen Byram after a bit skated up to the official that was on the net and said, the puck's right there. Mm -hmm. And I did, did you see what Stamkos did? He put his, put his hand on the puck a little bit and kind of knocked it off. And, and he, I don't think he was trying to pull any shenanigans. He just literally skated right off the ice. And I think he let the bench know he's like, it was in, you know, there wasn't any, but yeah, that was just, it was so odd to not quite know where the puck went. There wasn't normally when you're watching the game too, you're listening for sounds, you're listening for the glass, you're listening for the pipe, you're listening for like the pad on the inside. Mm -hmm. Sometimes guys will hit that pad and there's, there's a noise of some kind when the puck hits something. And there was nothing. Nobody knew what to do. And and Kadri went from skating around and being kind of in disbelief to everybody just, you know, mobbed him. And it yeah. was that was awesome. And it was I heard a I heard one of those, like story from the watch party at Ball Arena mm-hmm. that somebody they, that nobody saw it, and then somebody in the crowd went. It's in, and then the whole crowd just erupted. And there's, had to be a good I think, time. one of the Av social people was, uh, you know, over in the corner where where the the media and kind of the team reps stand, and there were some fans over this person's shoulder, and the fans saw it go in, the Avalanche fans, mm-hmm. and the whole time they they started to go nuts. And you're in the opposing building, so the the building's not going to go nuts with you, but you could hear them right away. It's in. It went in. It's in. It went in, and it was just so. I don't know. There was something really satisfying about it. Uh, I guess if we had all seen it go in, that's pretty satisfying. But the delayed reaction was even more memorable, I guess. It was mm-hmm. awesome. Just good stuff. And Kadri again comes back with with flair, with style, and the Kadri that everybody, you know, well, Avalanche fan knows, knows and loves, but not not that many other teams. Sorry. So <laughs> For good cause. For that's good right. cause. That's right. So game five, the Avs lose that one three to two. Palat with the game winning goal. That's what he does during the playoffs. That's what he mm-hmm. did for the Lightning. Not anymore though, because he's with the Devils now. But uh, a kind of a savable puck by Kemper. But the Avs didn't really, you know, the the Avs I guess uh, admitted it later that they were a little tight. They they were they wanted to win it on home ice, and they they looked that way throughout the game. Mm-hmm. Um, not they were. I don't know if they were playing to win. They were playing not to lose though, and. Yeah, that's what happens. So they had to go back to uh, Tampa. Yeah, they definitely weren't playing their game, the one they're no. used to. That's, it, that's it happens. the way it goes. Yeah. It happens. But, um, but then uh, game six, 
Who scored, the, <laughs> who scored first for the Lightning in that? I can't even remember. Oh, heck, I don't know. Did they... I, Kucherov, no. Did they no. score? They, does it matter? They, did they score. Were, it, then they scored first, I thought. They were they were terrible. Well, it was Stamkos. It was Stamkos. That's right. Yeah, well, let's see. Yep, yep. Stamkos uh, St- scored three minutes and 48 seconds in with the Palat with the assist. Yep, pretty early. Yeah. And then second period, Nathan McKinnon, you know, kind of off his, that was off his skate or whatever. And then Arturi Lekkinen, who is just, yeah. He's good. I like him. He should He's, be on the team for a while longer. Well, I have what good news for up. you. <laughs> hey, if you if you like him, you're going to like what it. I, I think we should have a GM that might earn GM of the year that signs him to oh, while well, he's well, not GM anymore. That was I've got I've got good news for you then. <laughs> I've got so much good news for you. So much show. good news. There was I forget who had said about Lekkonen that. Uh, that the abs were going to really like him coming in like another player had said about it. Like, Oh yeah. You're going to really, you're going to really be happy that you got him. And sure enough, the Finnish Nachushkin, I heard him described as when we, when the abs first got him, I'll go with that. Okay. You know, watching this team play through the playoffs and watching those, watching Nachushkin and letting in, it was just fabulous. But I think the most impressive part was that the avalanche could just kind of play their game in the third period. And they just dominated. Mm-hmm. Um, if I remember, there was a two-on-one shot wide by Kucherov. And then there was like, I think there was only one other shot on goal during the third period. They just wore him down. And it was just fabulous to watch. One of the things I'll always remember, too, is that the puck is deep in in the offensive zone with like 10 seconds left. And Kale McCarr's like, forget it, I'm going in. And he's he's actually forechecking. He's mm-hmm. he's down in the corners, hanging out there, which is nothing you ever see a defender do. They're they usually come in and then you know they do something with. It. But I just love it. I love how smart that kid is. But yeah. in the third period of uh, of Game Six, even though the Avs were shutting them down, uh, the shots on goal were still nine to four in favor of the Avalanche. Yeah, that's. You're, yeah. that's still playing your game that's that's not trying to just defend a lead which no. was which is you know caught them before you know they they just keep trying to not just like game five they were trying to not lose and in this they were still playing the same game that won them games before they were. um the they were. i thought it was really interesting the uh waving off of the oh, icing man. at the yeah, end I was there like, huh, that's interesting yeah, I was yeah, not expecting that at all. No, that, and, and it I was late nobody too. was. Yeah, it was late too. Oh, it was did, right. Yeah, he got right down there. And yeah, did you uh, catch Kucherov? By the way, yes, throwing oh, his man. glove at the trainer. I, I know think he both caught, of them. I know he caught some heat for that one. Um, I was wondering what he was doing because I did see him during the actual play. I was like, "What's what's happening up there?" And I thought he was a little more angry at the linesman who had waved off the ice, but. Yeah, I guess he needed a stick, and the stick wasn't there for him, so he decided yeah. to throw his gloves instead. But which I get your I get your passionate and all that. Absolutely. It's a big moment and everything, yeah. but ugh, yeah, kind of a ugly. Little, little frustrated, but yeah, just like like I said, it's still sinking in. Mm-hmm. Like it was, you know, twenty one years of waiting and a disappointment and of making the playoffs half the time, the other half never making it to pass the second round to here. Um, mm-hmm. 2017, like I mentioned earlier, uh, dead last in the league. And they had finished before that dead last in the league again, all the way back in five years. 
and just yeah it was awesome what did what did you do like where did you what did uh, you jump? we were home we uh it was meg was in tampa for games three four five and three, four, flew i think yeah. i think it was three four five and then she flew back she was here for game six so we okay. watched it at home watched all of it at, at home uh for this for this round yeah. um just awesome oh it was great and and so when it uh oh, there, I don't know. I was, I didn't like jump up and yell and all that, but I mean, I stood up and I was, you know, pretty, yeah. you know, uh, roaming around, you know, that, that energy like, that you're just, burning off. What just happened? Yeah. But this game, like, unlike a few others, I didn't feel all that nervous about it. No, uh, I didn't either. And it wasn't, and it wasn't because I told you at the, when we were off mic previously that, you know, I thought the game, that the Avs were going to win in six. Yeah. After our last, after our last no. show, and we were like, ah, <laughs> oh, we're not making predictions. And then as soon as we stopped recording, I was like, <laughs> Well, I think it's going to be abs and six, and that's only because I asked. And we, we, you get you all know us plenty well enough. We're not, we're not here to be right, but I, yeah. I love that prediction. It was like, all right, it's like we feeling you good know, about where the team was, like yeah. we should. Um, was, yeah, well, I, just, you know, and, it, and some of it was just like blind, uh, blind. Sure, sure why not? <laughs> sure. Just the relief that I'm sure the guys were feeling too, yeah. and the fans as well. Like those of us that have been around forever, we've been mm-hmm. doing this show for. You know, I've been, I did the show on my own for a couple of years and then we've been together the rest. That's 15 years. Oh yeah. Of, I started, uh, I started my blog in 2007 yeah. and it was, you know, general hockey, but, mo- but a lot of avalanche talk. So yeah. Yeah. For those of you that don't know us, like we're old enough to remember the first cup. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's not very often the team bounces back the way the Avs yeah. did. If and you go back to, I, I think I told you this, I can't remember, but, uh, in the 96 in the, for the 96 cup at the rally um you know they have like they had like a photo book you know, a book of yeah. all the photos from the thing and at the rally there's an overhead shot of um of the park and all the and all the or it's it's mostly like the stand and the and the lawn in front of the courthouse where they come right. out and they're, you know and all that and there's a media platform and it's like oh there i am yeah, on the media platform because cool. I was working in radio at the time. That's so cool. yeah, it was, it, it's not like I was going to games or anything like that. Sure. Uh, and I certainly couldn't even, even as inexpensive as games were then compared yeah. to now, I still couldn't afford it to go to games, yeah. but yeah, it Always was been uh, expensive. Yeah. But being there for that and yeah. And yeah. I think I was, I'm pretty sure I was out of town for, I think I was on tour during the 2001. 2001. Cup yeah. Yeah. I mean, my dad and I have watched, we watched minor league hockey well before, the Grizzlies. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we've been watching hockey since I was a little kid here. We, I played, I didn't play at DU for the college, but they have a youth program. So I played there for a couple of years and it's just, it's just, I don't know. Like I said, it's still sinking in. Well, I mean, the coolest, um, I, the coolest part for me with you is that your dad sang the national anthem for the Colorado Rockies, uh, the hockey team. He did. He did for the yeah. ass too, for a couple of times. Yeah. Oh, cool. I didn't realize that. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yes. Just so much. I don't know, just so much history and so much, so many memories and just what a run 16 and four. I mean, come on. Uh, it's, I, it, it, James and I were talking before the show too. It, it's just so fast. Like it, the wins stacked up and, and sure you get a little worried, but, uh, you know, the ads are 15 and three in the playoffs and we're worried. Like it's, it's what a, what a cool place to be. Like I can think mm-hmm. of much worse places to be, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah. Well, we've amazing. seen things fall apart before. We've seen uh, uh, we, we've really seen quickly. teams 
who was which which team was it that came back from down three nothing and still and won? Wasn't that against it was against Toronto, wasn't it? Like several years ago? Yeah. There's and been a couple. Yeah. It's only I think it's like the only time that any team is like in NHL history came back from three yeah. oh. Um you know, and, but, and we've seen we've seen high expectations teams and really skilled teams like Toronto over and over. Um, even though they seem to you know, it seems to happen in the first round, they keep going to game seven and losing in game seven. Yeah. And, and, and oftentimes we, losing in game six to make it game seven and losing in game seven. We've seen it fall apart. We've seen it we've fall seen apart. That in we've seen that for the abs where they mm-hmm. were up three one and then they blew they blew a home game, then they blew a road game, then they then they lose in game seven in overtime. Like that was just I don't know, some of those some of those memories too against the wild. Which I believe Darcy Kemper was in that for. But anyway, mm-hmm. like Breeze Golov went out and Kemper came in. So a little full, full circle there. I'm a little less mad at Kemper now, but <laughs> <laughs> uh Kale McCarr wins the Con Smythe trophy unanimously. Uh, I, I think one of the keys to this team is Nathan McKinnon learning that he doesn't have to be the guy in order mm-hmm. for this team to win. And it's cool to watch him mature that way a little bit. Um, because, because I think everybody was like, Nathan McKinnon's going to be the con Smythe as we went into the playoffs. There was a lot of people saying that, but I think Cal McCarr proved his worth, had the most points by a defenseman. I think he tied, I don't know, in NHL final history. Like, I don't know, but now, now here's our guy. He's 23. Hobie Baker, top college player. Calder, top rookie. Norris, top NHL defenseman. Mm-hmm. Con Smythe and a Stanley Cup champion. He's 23. <laughs> That's a pretty good career, Kale. Nice work. Um, but he's just unbelievable. And I'm I'm really glad that people get to see him the way we get to see him every single game. He's he's a freak in the very best of terms. The the funny thing about the Con Smythe voting was that was actually to me was the second place um everybody except for three journalists uh because it's all voted on by the uh, professional hockey writers association journalists um everybody except for three voted for mckinnon uh one voted for kadri and one and two voted for rantanen the third place of those guys so the guys who didn't vote for mckinnon and uh for second place right two of them Voted for McKinnon, and huh. one of them are uh, for Nichushkin. Yeah. So waiting it's his, waiting for his name to come up. Yeah, yeah. it's funny because I mean that's that's so. Kale was first uh, by everybody. McKinnon was second by everybody except for three, and he was still third vote for two of those three. So yeah. that just I mean that's still that's still domination. That's still pretty crazy. And there were times when McKinnon just he just wasn't putting in net. No, but he was he, still so relentless, relentless so often. He's got a lot to prove. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got a lot to prove to Sidney Crosby, his best buddy, and and it's just so cool to watch that work out. Um, speaking of McKinnon tackling EJ after that final whistle and just mm-hmm. stuff like that, it's just so cool when these guys have been through it together. And and uh, yeah, that's one of the things. There's also the video of EJ afterwards when everybody has left the ice. They're in the locker room with the cup. And he was back out on the ice on FaceTime with somebody. I don't know who it was, <laughs> but he's skating around the ice just talking talking with them and sharing the moment. It's just, I don't know, just all these, these cool things. Well, and then there's um, a picture of EJ 
you know, the next day waking up with the cup is with like, the cup. Oh, that, that's some, that's some eyewash right there. Okay. Right. Does that mean the keeper of the cup has a sleepover too? I have questions. <laughs> I don't have any questions. I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't even want to know. I don't want to uh, know. Landis Scott gets the cup first. Awesome. Fireworks, sparks. Amazing. Yeah. And I, I wasn't expecting EJ next, but it was pretty, it was pretty obvious what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, EJ was next. Cogliano was third, um, 1,140 games in the NHL, and that's his first cup. Mm-hmm. And as the one thing I remember as well is how excited the guys were for him once he raised that thing. And it just goes to show you, like, the guys loved him, and that's probably why he's back for next year. What it reminds but, yeah. me of a little bit was uh, Raymond Bork. Raymond Bork. And that in game seven, in the locker room before game seven, he kind of had a little talk with everybody and just said, you know, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But, uh, he was, I don't know, would you call him like spiritual leader or something like that? Oh yeah. Yeah. And Cogliano was, uh, was kind of that. Yeah. You can never have too many of those, you know, it was Mm -hmm. just, and then, then to McKinnon and on and on and on. They, they actually, uh, they kept track of this, obviously Jack Johnson. Then they, they went with experience first, which is very, which is very cool. Rantanen was ninth, ninth, and Natrushkin was twelfth. Kells McCarr was fourteenth. Like it's just kind of cool to watch those dynamics. Nobody, nobody really cares that much though. More so. shocking to me was that Gerard was actually able to lift the cup. Yes, he, while he was. was there. He also had I don't know if you noticed he had a kind of a wrist brace on as well. Did he? Yeah. Okay. So he just broke everything. Yeah. Probably what happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Emily Kaplan had an interview with Gabriel Landeskog after the game. Did you Did you catch this one? I think I did, but that's fabulous. She was, she was just like, Hey, for, for the other franchises oh, yeah. that have been through this, what's your advice to them? He's like, I uh, go, go, go find a Kel McCarr. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like, it's that easy. It Pretty just, much. Oh, I, was, it was so fun. It was fun to fly. We were flipping channels around trying to see more of, yeah. you know, the cup celebrations and all that. Of course they, so as soon as one would cut to, uh, a commercial that flipped over to the other. So between oh, yeah. ESPN, NHL network and altitude, just trying to find like, okay, more constant coverage to this. We want to see more. We want to see more. Just, so, just so we cool. didn't get to see uh Bednar lift or, you know, several of no. the guys. So worth but, the wait. Worth yeah, the wait. As much as, I mean, we can always go back to YouTube. That's the way things oh, are. Of now, course. So. I was actually trying to YouTube you. If you, I don't know if you can see my TV, but I was going to try to have game six playing up there uh, while we were doing this. But <laughs> no such luck <laughs> Joe Sackick wins another cup like mm-hmm. he needs anything else for his legendary career he's still building off on it and it's just uh, who doesn't like to see Joe Sackick lift the cup yeah um, and then uh, and then they start <laughs> dropping the cup <laughs> not once but several times <laughs> yeah Nicholas Abe Kubel skating in with the cup he's like oh we gotta go actually uh EJ was in on it. I, I don't know if it was the Emily Kaplan interview or another one, but uh, he ended that one in the middle. He's like, we got to go take the picture. And he just gave mm-hmm. it away real quick. It was great. But yeah, the plenty of laughs and plenty of uh, fun with Kubel dropping the cup and denting the crap out of it. It was only, it was only the base. And that was, <laughs> that was the thing. It was only the base of it. That thing is, no. that thing was probably made last year. <laughs> Nobody cares about the base of it. Then I also noticed when they came back the next day, they, they, uh, they, I think one of the local channels was out there with their cameras and there was more dents on there. Like there really was like, mm. it wasn't just that one anymore. So I don't know, Curtis McDermott, there's some video of him too. Just, he had had a, 
uh, a, a lot too many. And, and he just, he lifts it up and I'm going down boys. And, and the keeper of the cup comes in and grabs the cup and, oh. Uh, yeah, it, we haven't seen this document in the last couple of years because of COVID and all that stuff, but now we have. And uh, uh, some of the captions are just great. Like, I don't think the cup's going to make it through the off season, everyone. <laughs> Win hard, party hard. You That's know, right. it's, yeah. And let's see what else. Uh, Miko Rantanen was not not the Miko Rantanen that everybody was used to. There was even pe- some people being pretty critical of him because he wasn't, I don't know, whatever. But he had eight assists in the final. Second most for any player in Stanley Cup final in Avs history, trailing mm-hmm. only Joe Sackick's 2001 nine points. Like he he was as good as he needed to be. He didn't need to be the man and scored when he needed to. Um, what else? Peter McNabb, it was great. Have you heard the radio call, by the way? Of did you hear Connor McGahey? Oh God, I don't think I did. Uh, it was it was great. Connor does Connor does an awesome job, but uh, you know he's going through his thing. And McNabb doesn't interrupt him, but he's like, the the Tampa Tampa guys are still going barking at the ref. He's like, and then he goes, It's over, pal. <laughs> it's just so great. Like I I love when the when the salty Peter comes out. Mm-hmm. It just makes him even that much more lovable. But just for what he's been through, you gotta feel so good for a guy like that. He's just i d I've become a larger and larger fan through the years of his just because of what he all he all he brings to the yeah the broadcast and the knowledge and the stories and uh, you, you got to feel good for a guy like that. It's great. On the other side of that is yeah. Phil Esposito doing the oh, color on the radio at the end. And he's just like, yep, it's over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just, he just, he's just done. He's a, like, yep, that's it. Yeah. I am kind of a Homer, but I've, I've, you know, on Instagram a lot, what they'll do is they'll actually post the radio calls of each of the guys. And so Palat's goal, they, they had their guy and I'll, I'll, I am a homer. I don't care. I'll take McGahee over those guys anytime. So, all right. How was the parade? The parade was fun. The, uh, I got there. There were a lot of people around, got there a little, uh, there was plenty of time before the parade came by. And yet there were so many people and the streets were blocked off. Uh, Meg was on the other side of the They're street a too blocked off. Yeah. yeah. And there were a few people that, you know, they broke the barricade and they went across and all that. And we we're just like, yeah, we're not do that that's just a little yeah that's a little much so but it was a fun time it took a little while for it to come down uh crowd was hyped they weren't there wasn't a lot of pushing and shoving i thought you know great you know few people back so uh probably not gonna you know have some people try and push in front now everybody was pretty cool as soon as uh as soon as the cup went by and it was the last car everybody just flooded into the street and followed it down to the courthouse um, I went back to work. I'll have some pictures to post. I don't have them edited yet, so I'll get them up uh, okay. after after we've already posted the uh, no, this episode. Um, cool. Yeah, there was, oh my God, so much drinking uh, that was going on. The fun, fun part for me was that they also had uh, the NCAA trophy. So oh, that's right. I believe it was Logan O'Connor was running around with it. Yeah. And they had the Mammoth uh, were there with their trophy. And I believe also the, uh, the, uh, high school trophy was there also. And where, where is that high school? Uh, here in Colorado. That would be, that was not, was that Denver East? That's Denver East high school, home Uh of the mighty angels. Mm. (laughs) Hockey town. Everybody. I love it. So great. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody talking about how, oh, now this is the new hockey town. It's like, you know what? It's okay. We don't need, we don't need the titles. We just, we'll take it for now. We, we have the championships. We don't need the titles. We don't need to rename ourselves. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's fine. So, like I said, so many more new memories. I was out of town for the parade. I don't know if I would have gone down anyways, but still, it's just, it's just amazing. Just like I said, still sinking in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good, more good memories, more as core memories. Um, but it gives you less time to get ready for next year. That's for sure. Um, yeah, I think they've got, they got plenty of hangovers to nurse that I think is yeah. going to be a little more, <laughs> and that's going to take up some time also, you know, yeah. and all the partying and stuff and they'll get on their horse. Yeah. There's, Good there's, brain. I mean, we're going to talk a little bit about free agency and all that in a moment, but they were partying. Yeah. They were, they were living it up. That's for sure. You know, it, it, it may never happen again for a lot of these guys. Yeah. The fact that we've seen so many back to backs recently with Tampa, uh, with Pittsburgh, you know, what did they do? Three and four years or three and five years? Um, Something like that. Yeah. Pretty the, dominant. Uh, Chicago wasn't back to back, but they won like three in three. five years, five three or six, six yeah. years. Yeah. Um, there were so many uh, LA Kings, you know, mm-hmm. winning a couple. This may never happen for a lot of these guys. Live it up. Who get you know? Who cares? It's not easy to do. Yeah, not easy to do at all. So, all right. Anything else before we start moving forward? Like, well, I was going to ask you how you felt about the new about TSN coverage and ESPN coverage since we've, since the lockout uh, and since you and I have been doing this and, you know, since you've been doing, since you started this, even it was, it's always been NBC uh, and the NBC having the, having the national contract. How did you feel about the coverage from TSN and from, uh, from ESPN? Sorry, TNT. Well, I also watched, not the sport. Would it be Sportnet? It was Sportnet. Yeah. Okay. When I could, I watched the Sportnet feed because Chris Cuthbert is amazing. Mm-hmm. I love listening to him. Um, so when I could, I watched that feed. Uh, I think for game six and seven, I had to watch the the TNT and ESPN coverage. It's okay. I can't remember the play-by-play guy's name, but he always would refer to Nachushkin as Nachuskin. Okay. N- n- I, it, it's sometimes the pronunciations just because they haven't been around the team that much. They were kind of butchering those. It doesn't bother me too much, but listen, we've um, been through worse, uh, way worse. We've avalanche have hired worse in the pronunciation. <laughs> way, way yeah. worse. Yeah, it was, it was fine. I, whenever I can get the sport net feed, I watch that. And I, I end up like, uh, in between periods and everything. I don't listen to much of that. I just mute it and, and note my 17 minutes and know that I need to be back in mm-hmm. 17 minutes to watch. So most of the time, what I would do is I would just go outside and, and relax for a little bit and come back in. And I mean, how about, how about you? Did you, did you, did you like the adjustments they made? I mean, there's still some familiar voices with, with a Ray Ferraro who's been around for a while, but I love, I love chicken parm. I think Ray yeah. Ferraro is great. Yeah. Um, I, watching the old, uh, NHL tonight on, uh, yeah, yeah. It was so much fun. And so it kind of reminded me of that. I do not care for John Bucci call when yeah. he's, I've just, I've never liked his call. I enjoy him yeah. as a commentator uh the occasional color but you and i've talked about this before about broadcasters trying to do memes or have catchphrases too much have something catch on and bucciagrass sometimes does that to the to the point of annoyance for me yeah. um so it was nice that it wasn't you know it wasn't him doing it i thought that uh, i thought tsn was or sorry tnt was pretty good um yeah. I thought that ESPN did a good job overall. I wasn't too annoyed by Chris Chelios, which is 
you know, hard <laughs> to say. Um, no, I thought yeah. they, I thought overall they did a good job and I'm like you, I don't do a lot of watching the, the rest of, you know, the play or the intermission reports. I definitely don't watch them for the avalanche. I just kind of get, get, get a little burned out by some of it. Yeah. This is, I don't get a whole lot from it, so yeah. I just choose not to be that engaged in it. That 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 NHL Tonight song coming back, I love though. That brings <laughs> back a lot of good memories. Mm-hmm. That was actually the ringtone on my on my cell phone twenty years ago. Nice. Um, yeah, I, that does bring back a lot of good memories. But yeah, I think uh, I don't know some of the calls to um, maybe I can post a link to both the calls from Sportnet where Cuthbert said something to the effect of the dynasty is over. The legacy has begun. The Colorado Avalanche are your Stanley Cup champions. Mm-hmm. And then I think uh, Connor McGahey was, they're going to, they win the cup. The job is done. They're going to lift it a mile high. Like just, just some really cool thought out things. It makes me think of the contrast between the two cups before. Mm-hmm. Nothing against my canes at all because they have a very difficult job. The first one was pure elation because it was so unexpected group scoring. Um, the second one in 2001, it was more scripted than you could tell. So I just, I just love the fact that if, if these guys can kind of find that spot in their brains where it's just really heartfelt, it's just cool to be able to go along for that ride. Mm-hmm. Cause that's, that's what plays in my head over and over. It's not, not just the game, but it's the audio that goes along with it. And yeah. that's, that's where I love Peter McNabb and <laughs> those guys are still barking at the officials. It's over, pal. <laughs> it's just, I just love it. I just love it. So, yeah. So there it is. Yeah. 2022 Stanley Cup champions. Still, there's going to be a new banner. I tried to get on the game. They they auctioned off the uh, home jerseys mm-hmm. uh, for the Stanley Cup. I <laughs> Oh, you wouldn't even be able to touch those. <laughs> Unreal. Yeah. Unreal. Makar, they had the jersey that he wore at home for games one two and five and they had a backup for him as well and it was like fifty seven thousand dollars for those two yeah james's face yeah it's my god the numbers are just unreal the jersey game has changed a lot so (laughs) yeah i don't know Um, if i had fifty seven thousand dollars to spare i would not buy i would not spend it on jerseys i wouldn't be on two jerseys if that doesn't make me fan enough i'm good with that I'm just fine with that. I don't care. Good enough. Uh, In the meantime, Joe Sackick wins GM of the year at the draft. Mm -hmm. No shock there. Just another, another award for the legend. And um, then we move forward. Like it's time to start thinking about next year already. So, and then he got, uh, he got a promotion. So good for Joe (laughs) Sackick. Yeah. That was kind of weird. I wasn't sure what, I don't know what promotion really means from, uh, he, from this, he was I VP just, of something as well as the GM. He was like, I I don't remember. But, yeah, but so what do you the, do if you're now you're now the person yeah. who has moved up into the GM yeah. position? Uh, do, you, do you check with everything with him before you do it? Considering you get a new office, or? like how does this work? Yeah, I think it's just cool that the organization found a way to hold on to Chris McFarland, who is now the GM, who all the players thank and and give shout outs to and really like. Uh, playing for because a, a guy a guy like that can go find a GM job in a lot of other places and mm-hmm. probably make more money, but they found a way to keep him around. And I've I don't know. You, we know how Joe Sackick functions. That was probably you know something he threw at uh, 
probably Josh Kroenke and said, hey, let's do this so yeah. we can keep McFarland around. So that, that chemistry, I don't think will change. Do you think Joe Sackick changes offices or anything or <laughs> moves down the hall? How does that work? I don't know. I have no <laughs> idea. Maybe he just works from home now and he only comes into the <laughs> ring just to watch people and talk to people and then. He's just Zoom. We haven't seen Sackick for weeks. He's just Zooming in all the, all the time. He looks like he's on a boat. What's going on? <laughs> look yeah. like a rink? What the heck? That's right. Uh, but then it was free agency week, and and then here we go. Cogliano and Darren Helm both signed one-year, one-and-a-quarter-million-dollar contracts. Great to have them back. They were they got better as the games got more important, and we know how much Joe Sackick likes having those guys around. Mm-hmm. So, no... I don't know. Can't complain about that, right? No. I mean, that's it's um, good money. Uh, it's yeah. good money on your way, you know, with the basically what's going to probably be the end of these guys' careers, most yeah. likely. Even if they win another cup, are they going to have enough enough in the tank to go another year after that? These might be the last contracts these guys sign. They're getting toward the end. Yeah. But, you know, not there's no reason to be critical of these signings like they're affordable which they which they have to be because the avalanche are, are you know they spend their money which is great um uh valerie nichushkin signs an eight-year 49 million dollar year 6.1 million dollars uh average per season a lot of people were surprised by the eight years but he's earned it he has been a beast and i guess the best way i've heard nichushkin described is that no one plays the game in the NHL quite like he does right now. Mm-hmm. And that's hard to argue with. Yeah. Yeah. I have I to mean, agree with that. Yeah. Uh, he's tough on the offensive end and super tough on the defensive end. He does, he does it all. So. Uh, at the, he's got a new trade clause and according to cap friendly starting June 15th, 2025, he can, he submits a 12 team, no trade list. <laughs> so honestly, this is, I mean, they, they're locked into him for two years. Yeah. And then uh, three years. And then he's tradable and that's tradable money. It's tradable yeah. term. He probably trade did trade, uh, uh, left money on the table for term, which is probably fair. a little bit. Sure. Yeah. 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 Great. Excellent. Hey, I was laughing. Uh, somebody said, Hey, we got a, somebody was joking on Twitter and said, Hey, we got a, we got a leak from Johnny Gaudreau's, uh, here's this no trade list or whatever. And it's got everything circled except for Cal- Calgary. This is what he shared with his agents. <laughs> it's just so funny. I heard, uh, I, the one I saw was on, uh, on Reddit on, for the abs. And it said, uh, it was Gaudreau's agent calling him and saying, we got an offer from call. And he goes, I'll take it. Columbus. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> what a weird, what a weird scenario that has been. And, uh, I don't know, man, those flames fans are going to boo him mercilessly when oh. they go back there next year. Yeah. He, he took less. Anyway. All right. So, uh, let's see. Restricted free agent, Arturi Lekkinen signs a five year, $22.5 million deal, four and a half average value per year. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not complaining about this either. Nope. I mean. There's nothing to complain about. Yeah. The guy was fabulous. I don't, it's a lot of years, but he keeps playing anything like that. Abs, abs are looking good. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Want to talk goaltending first? Sure. We, okay. So, so like before, was this the draft? Yeah, it was the draft. Um, 
it was pretty clear they the ads had apparently met with Darcy Kemper and they weren't anywhere close. And they, this happens, like whatever. Um, so the Avs, instead of, I don't know, whatever, they trade a couple draft picks and they get the rights to sign Alexander Gior- Georgi- mm. Georgiev. Georgiev? I think Georgiev. it's Georgiev. <sighs> I know. I know this. I'm, I'm going to. Am I? You know me. I'm going to be screwing this up for. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know how to spell it. I got it in my head. It's Georgie plus V. There it is. But uh, they they signed the backup goaltender for the. I'm pretty sure that is New how you pronounce it. Georgie plus V. That's that's how yeah. you. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, but they signed him. He has never been a starter. He's had stretches where he has played well. The Avs obviously saw something that they really liked, and they made him the starter. Mm-hmm. Three years, ten point two million, three point four average annual value like I'd, i think for your starting goaltender for this team they had to go toward a bargain so they could sign a couple more people and this is one of the things they had to do so mm-hmm. hopefully it works out like we'll just see how it goes he's you know the thing is that he was never going to get any kind of he was he was never going to get anywhere he wanted to be like in front of the goalie that they already have the vezina oh, totally candidate totally. vezina winner I can't remember who Shesterkin won the won the Vezina. Yeah, yeah. He's, there was, he, he was, was never going to get anything yeah. anywhere with that. He yeah. d- he needed to be traded if he was going to get a shot. He's got to be stoked about this. Yeah, yeah. So he's excited. He's got something to prove, right? And and um, you know, like we were talking about earlier with with Kemper and and Franzos, like this is a this is a different team. Like mm-hmm. this this isn't playing. I heard so many people. This isn't playing behind what you know insert whatever team's defense in front. This is the avalanche. This is the team that scores a ton of goals and still has pretty decent defense as well. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah. So we'll see how it goes. We all, we all obviously hope it works out and hope I, I can't see any reason why he's not super motivated to come in here and, and do a great job. Yeah. So uh big, kind of a bigger surprise is Josh Manson. Speaking of defense, um, it was kind of assumed that he was going to be gone. Um, I had heard all kinds of different stuff. I don't have any inside reports, but just kind of reading around. And there wasn't a whole lot of people that expected him to sign with the Avalanche, but then he does. Four years, $18 million, $4.5 million uh, average. Like, it's great to have him back. Mm-hmm. Um, he's something that the Avalanche needed, and he proved his worth. And I think a lot of people thought he was going to cash in. Maybe maybe he had a maybe a shorter term with more money somewhere else, maybe back in Anaheim, but... Um, it's so nice to have him back. It seems like chemistry wise, he got along with the team pretty well. So that's always good. That's always good news. Looking at the, just the defensive roster. Look at what we got. Come on. McCarr, Taze, Manson, Eric Johnson, Gerard, and Byram. That's your, that's your 6D. We haven't talked that much about Bo Byram. How good did he look throughout the playoffs? He got better. He got a lot better. A lot of the complaints or the, I don't know if I, I don't know if I could say complaints, but the, a lot of the things that I was seeing before cleaned themselves up. Oh yeah. And he was still a very shoot first kind of guy, but he, he started to really get in his head that, you know, he's got people around him. Yeah. He, he, I felt like he got a lot better. I was expecting a big goal from him. Eventually he was real close a few, a few different times, mm-hmm. including he hit the, he hit the crossbar in game. Was that four? He hit the crossbar before um, Kadri ended up in it in overtime. Like he he hit the crossbar mm-hmm. in overtime. Like I don't. He was so good. There's a there's a ton. I know you're not on social media, but my goodness, everybody wants to get rid of uh, Sam Gerard. I know. I don't get it. 
I don't understand it either. Yeah. Um, like calm down, calm yeah. down. What is, what is wrong with Gerard's game? Yeah. He's not, no, he's not enormous. whoop de doo You've got a couple enormous guys. Yes, you do. I mean, yeah. I honestly, I don't, yeah, I don't get it. It just fascinates me in a year that you win the cup and there's still people doing this one. Like we can't, we can't just sit back and relax and enjoy it. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'll never understand. Yeah. Get, get rid of the, the weak link quote unquote in your defense. You got to trade him. You got to trade. No, you don't. Yeah. Yeah. He's fine. Just because he, he, it's to me, it's kind of like looking at a Mazda RX seven that's sitting next to a Bentley. Like you're really going to turn down a Mazda RX seven, you know, but, (laughs) but yeah, compared to a Bentley, (laughs) sure. It looks like it's not that great, but come on, I'll still get you there. Come on. Watch watch me do some, watch me do donuts. Check this out. Uh, Byron was, Byron was tied for seventh with Taze for shots on goal, by the way. Oh, he was, and, and then Jack Johnson stepping up once Gerard gets hurt and, and. I don't, like I said, up and down this roster, mm-hmm. I, it, everybody was doing something that helped this team win. Well, know, except, for, you, except for Miko Stern. He did, that's no, true. He he didn't did do, nothing. He, he didn't do a whole lot. He was pretty, Most, to me, he was pretty invisible. Uh, yeah. Maybe I'm just missing something. Maybe I'm just, you yeah. know, maybe I'm not very smart, but it just didn't seem like he was a he was, big contributor. He was also hurt. I read that yesterday. Torres, uh, is his you is ulnar nerve his his ligament mm-hmm. in his elbow early so no excuses though it's all right and then and then kind of out of nowhere the avalanche uh signed jonas johansson again to a one-year seven hundred fifty thousand dollar contract i was like oh okay they, yeah. sometimes they go for that organizational depth so oh yeah no he, he was yeah. going to be playing a lot in in uh yes. colorado uh, with the eagles but it but doesn't hurt to have the familiarity kind of makes yeah. you wonder what what else is going to happen with the goal, the Eagles goalies, but yeah, sorry. I peeled uh, away for a second there because there's a torrential downpour here and yet it's still sunny as all really? get out. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I was starting to wonder if it was hailing. It was like hearing Excellent. it over through the headphones. We could stuff. use it. It's, it's been nice and cool here lately. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. So, so yeah, that, there's the weather your... report. Uh, <laughs> so that's, <laughs> a, so that's right pretty now. much everybody who's, who got, who, stayed that's everybody who's signed yeah, yeah everybody who's was either signed or has is back which was most of this but there we go uh people who have left Dar- darcy kempler to the capitals andre burakovsky to seattle nicholas abe kubel to toronto and there were just there were so many jokes <laughs> when when he signed that with he won't he won't be dropping the cup there's just so many so many jokes and that really aren't that funny mm-hmm. And Nico Sturm, speaking of, went to uh, San Jose, three years, six main. Yep. So I could have sworn I was like, "That's where he came from," but that was Marco Sturm, and they're not related. Yep. So there we go. The so, uh, Burkowski, I think, is the one that's going to hurt the most. Yeah. Um, at the same time, good for everyone involved. I mean, there's yeah. only so much cap space, and frankly, the the Avalanche got basically one player. I mean, uh, unless you want to call it Johansson, but really one roster player in free agency that wasn't there before. And I've never heard anybody complain less about not signing anybody in free agency. They they did everything that they needed to do to retain as much of the talent and the effective talent as they could. This was a team that Burakovsky went out and they still won. Um, But Burakovsky was a... 
broken thumb or something, by the way, he had yeah. surgery that nobody, nobody even knew about. So yeah, he was messed up. And he was still, <laughs> he was, he is probably the one that's going to hurt the most as far as people leaving. Sturm, yeah. we just talked about. No. Cabell, you know, fine. He was, he was, he was decent. There's no, no complaints about his fine. play for the level of player he is, yeah. the caliber of player. And Kemper was enough goalie at the time. Yeah. And yet, uh, there could be better goalie or different goalie and be fine. There is the only person that still, that may really hurt at any point is Kadri. And nobody, yeah. we still don't know where Kadri's going to be. No idea. I wonder what the hang up is. I'm, I don't know whether it's term or money, maybe a little bit of both, but he like Paul Stastny, John Klingberg, like big time free agents are still hanging around. Other teams are spending their cap money. Um, it's going to be interesting to watch that play out. I said it throughout the season though, too, when both Kadri and Burakovsky were out, um, this team was different. So that, that second line center, uh, there's mm-hmm. talk that Miko Rantanen is going to, they might move him, whatever, whatever. They'll figure it out. But, um, yeah, not having either of them potentially next, next year could leave not, not a hole that couldn't be filled, but things will be different. But yeah, I'm curious to watch. I think that's why a lot of people want Sam Gerard moved. So you move his contract, get a little more cap space and then sign Kadri back. But does he want to come back? Um, how much money does he want? How long do, he's 31, 32 years old. Like, does he want six, seven, eight years? Like something like that. So I don't know. Jack Johnson is another one. Um, not as, not as high pri- priority, obviously, but yeah, Kadri's the one that people are still, still hanging on. I'm, I'm waiting for, for those, for that announcement to come out. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. We'll see. Hey, Kadri, Kadri wants he definitely wants to be on a contender. He said contender, he wants to be on yeah. a contender. Um, and that's going to obviously limit his choices yeah. and contenders spend a lot of money in, uh, across the board. So they already have, some, they already have a lot of money spent. Yeah. Exactly. So where's yeah. he going to go? I mean, is he going to go to a team that has, that has cap space, but is also a contender still? Yeah, I, th- I think a lot of people like they. I think some people are like, "Well, why don't we just sign him?" It's like uh, maybe he doesn't want to come back either. You you never know how any of this stuff goes. Like, well, we as fans don't know this stuff. Like, well, supposedly he's still working on. Yeah, you know, he's still actually talking to the team. Yeah, that's um, good. That's good. Place but to projected be. cap space right now for the Avalanche, according much. to Caps Friendly, is three point nine. Yeah. So you're gonna that's have to, to move it. somebody. Um, yeah. you're still, and that's still with a roster size of 21 players for a, right. a, a total roster of 23. So you still need to get one player in there at some point. There's, there's still plenty to go. I mean, you can't, it, you can't magic up the money. Nah. Never a dull moment. Yeah. And right yeah. now, according to cap friendly, that's a, ele- that's with 11 forwards. All of that is with 11 okay. forwards. So they still have to get two forwards, not just one. So they can't throw everything at him. Is Ben Myers on that 11? Uh, no. Okay. No. Because he's, I know he's a name that, that's, that's come up that he couldn't play in the playoffs just because of his, his, how he signed with the Avs. But uh, it's with uh, Lucas Sedlak. Oh, okay. That's the dude. Yeah. The guy that was playing in, I believe, in the KHL. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And who was it? All the right. other there was there was somebody else that they got in free agent or no it was wasn't there somebody they got somebody else in free agency 
I can't. They made a was. they made a couple like uh, depth moves, and and that maybe one of them. I don't I don't know. They'll they'll spend that money. It's just I I think they're they're hanging on. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. A lot of moving parts as usual. Always, always. Yeah. I mean, it's that's the thing. There's there's with all the cap stuff. You know. Oh, that's it. It was uh, Brad Hunt was signed. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, I think they were saying like, yeah. he's a defenseman though. Yeah. Yeah, so he's, so he, he's like a Gerard sized defenseman. <laughs> there's uh what was it? Oh, yeah, two years, uh seven hundred and sixty two thousand yeah. dollars per year. So there that's, that's, that's pretty two way. Yeah. Yeah. Perhaps a two way. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Heck, you know, if you can if if things can work out and Jack Johnson could work in again, I mean that's a solid seven guys right there. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, that's some good stuff. I don't know. Like we we trust McFarland, we trust Joe Sackick, and you know this yeah. this team is has a window open right now. And um, well, you're you never going to okay. come back with a hundred percent with the team that never. you won the cup never. with. And Tampa didn't. They didn't either. You know, after either of these two wins, yeah. and yet they still found a way, and they they kept the a lot of their core, and they still had to get rid of some really good players. And afterwards, they said, "Well, how are we going to do this? How are we going to do this?" Can the Avs do it without Kadri? Most likely. Sure. He's a very good player. He was a big piece of it. Not taking anything away from any of that. No. But would you rather have a Kadri or a Landeskog? Would you rather have a Kadri or a McKinnon? Would you rather have a Kadri or a Rantanen? We've we've talked about this. Like yeah. there comes a point, when, and and Tampa's still feeling this, where Palat signs a New Jersey and and they trade Ryan McDonough. Like. Mm-hmm. It's just the it's just how the game is now, especially with the flat cap. Hopefully, there's a little more room coming up in the future, but yeah, who knows? Whatever. Do they so. bring back Corey Perry? That's the question. <laughs> we will enjoy this while we can. And man, that was <laughs> that was a good so that was a good fun. answer. <laughs> yeah, we'll just we'll just do that. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, just good stuff. Yeah. Good hockey stuff. Good hockey stuff. So, uh, all right. I think that's almost everything, Avalanche. Oh, man, yeah. No, we've gone long, but there was a whole lot <laughs> that to talk more. about. So. Hey, there was a lot to talk about mm-hmm. and, and things. I was out of town for a little bit. We've been busy. So, oh, yeah. Like I said, it was just good to have this sink in and get to reflect a little bit longer and then bring the show to you. Like, heck, you can't be, too, you can't be late on a Stanley Cup show. Like, there's no <laughs> such thing. We got time. All right. All right. Well, I'm going to uh, do a quick spiel and then we're going to get, uh, we're going to have a few shout outs and then we're going to get the heck spiel out of Spiel shout outs. All right. Spiel shout outs. Uh, you can always find the Avs Hockey Podcast at www.avshockeypodcast.com where www stands for World Wide Web. If you didn't know that, well, now you know. <laughs> Knowing it's half the battle. Uh, you can find a whole lot of videos. We're going to, I'm sure Jay's going to put a lot of tweets in. At some point, I'm going to put in the uh, photos I took at the, uh, at the parade. Uh, hopefully you had some, uh, out there in uh, hockey land. Uh, and you can find all of our links there. Things like subscribing, uh, to this wonderful podcast that comes out every so often, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those socials, you can find them and you can find them there. So yeah. com. Jay, talk to me about some shout outs, would you? Shout outs. I'd love to talk to you about shout outs. We got to play as Twitter Psychic 102 times this year. That's a whole bunch. And that's a great number. Yeah. 
I just want to thank everybody who played and everybody who didn't play because I know there's plenty of people that don't play because of uh, they're not superstitious. They're just a little. Uh, they're pretty stitious. That's yes, pretty stitious. Uh, I, me, myself, I play every single game, so there is no superstition. Like I've, we have played this game. This is the eighth full season. We played this game through the very, very worst of times, almost NHL historically bad times, all the way to a Stanley Cup season. So if you mm-hmm. post every game, there is no jinx. That's just me, though. But I want to give a shout out to everybody that continues to keep the game what it is and and connecting with each other. Uh, the, the, the stinking Colorado Rockies made an abs Twitter psychic pick with Kyle Freeland, who is their starting pitcher, opening day starter, went to TJ. Uh, he did a Twitter psychic video before game one. And I just thought that was cool. And that doesn't happen without everybody doing what we do with our game. Mm -hmm. It's our game. So thank you. Excited for season nine already. Uh, I want to thank the NHL social team. They, uh, ran across a video of my jersey collection and shared it on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok yesterday. That's been a fun couple of days. I now. had no idea. So, wow. Oh, it was so much fun. Um, I started a new TikTok account, try to be a teeny bit more general just in the in the name of it, but it's just jerseys and pucks. That's all it is. It's going to be abs based, but my first video on there, I just put the right hashtags or whatever. They saw it. They said, hey, can we share it? And I said, yeah. So. A shout out to Hirsch. Uh, Hirsch texted me yesterday. He was like, holy moly. And I was like, what's going on? Did I miss breaking news? He was like, "Did the, was that the NHL that just shared your collection on their Instagram page? And I was like, yeah. So shout out to Hirsch and everybody who's who's reached out uh, about that. That's uh, jerseys and pucks. No, yeah, jerseys and pucks on TikTok. So uh, shout out to everybody who remembers how the first two cups felt like because now we have a third. Enjoy it. Uh, this is a heck of a ride and we're old and <laughs> shout out to James Taplet Grayley and like, nah. it's another season in the books. No, it's another Look season in the books. It's not easy putting this all together. It's, it's not easy finding the time to do all of this. We both work. We both have lives. We both do. We're both really busy, but we still keep this going because we love it. And I love it even more because it's with you and there's nobody else I'd rather do a show with. So thank you. Thank you. Like, this is just like, I don't know who would have thought five years ago, seven years ago, this is where like we wanted it. Right. But at times it felt really, really, really far away. Um, But we just got to do a show about our team winning the Stanley cup. That's that's pretty cool. That's not pretty many awesome. people get to do that. Yeah. yeah. Not many people get to do that. So James, thank you for all you do for the yeah. show and uh, super appreciate it. So thank you. Well, thank you for having me along for the ride. Absolutely. Yeah. Shout outs for you, sir. <laughs> well, shout out for my shout outs, uh, Greg DeAvis, uh, Will Shippey, uh, Jay Kumar uh, out in Boston. A uh, few people that I've podcasted with, talked with friends and all that. And everybody who got in touch after this and just said, Oh my God. And uh, even through the run, uh, <laughs> people saying I, they, they couldn't believe it and neither could I. And so, yeah, shout out to all them. And, uh, of course, Jay, shout out to you for even starting this ridiculous podcast, uh, <laughs> asking me to be on it and making it more ridiculous and, uh, adding to the ridiculousness all the time. Uh, so thanks for, uh, thanks for doing this and doing the game and doing the ask Twitter psychic and all of it. Yeah. Hey, this is, this is fun. This is 15 years now. And mm-hmm. w- James and I still love this and we're, I don't know. We're just a couple fans doing a show yeah. just because we like it. 
and it, we just like to share our thoughts. So, you know, shout out to all of you out there that download the show have been here for, I don't know, this show or shows long ago when I did it by myself mm-hmm. or shows with both of us. Like, we just appreciate your support. We're, we're very different than most any other podcast out there, out here because we just love the game and we like hanging out with each other and we like sharing with you and interacting with you. So thank you for downloading the show. Your support means the world to us and, and, uh, we're not going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. I mean, this is season 15 of a podcast, like 15 years ago, who was doing podcasts, you know? Um, but James and I were, and we found each other and we're still, we're still going. Yep. So we're going to keep it going. Like, and that's why, why wouldn't we, you know, <laughs> I should go back and listen to that first uh, episode of the rink podcast oh, with us and just see, yeah. you know, just to remember, I, I haven't listened little, to that little throwback. Oh, but yeah, yeah the, our love for jerseys, our love for the game, our love for the avalanche mm-hmm. and yeah. You know what? Like our sharing. love for each other. Oh, yeah. you know, in a very, very friendshipy way, friendship way. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Shout out to Will Shippy as well in summer <laughs> as well. Like it, it was, it was cool to, to have that text come across my phone. I haven't talked with him for quite some way time. Way too but, long. Yeah. That is, that uh, is one of the things about being off the socials for me is just, yeah. How few people I don't get to get to see. Shout out to a uh, spongy monkey. You know, I can't imagine right. what it was like for uh, him with that first round watching hit one of his teams shut out the other te- of his That's teams. Right. That, that could, that had to be a lot. That'd be an emotional roller coaster right there. Yeah. <laughs> we know how it feels about the Preds fans. Mm. Yeah. It's just, it, it's just so cool that all the people that we've run across all these years and we finally get to mm-hmm. enjoy this together. Oh yeah. And, uh, and how yeah. good we felt for like other fans of other teams. Like when the, yeah. ca- when the, uh, Caps Honestly, won cause we know how that those feels. people we know. How I know. That feels. Yeah. 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 But it's also like, you know, I've been saying it for a while now. It's, it's just a, it's a great day to be an Avs fan. There we go. Always and, is. And, you know what? Always, always is. Is. Even in those, even in those terrible days, it was still a better day uh, to, to watch hockey trash. than without it. Yeah. Yeah. It just makes you appreciate it a little mm-hmm. bit more. But uh, yeah. Anything else? No. No. I, I mean, that's a show. we that's, said that. What happened? We said uh, we'll be back in their ear holes eventually. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a yeah. little bit uh, probably closer to the start of next season. We, t- we tend to take the summer yeah. off. We'll see where, where people end up and we'll talk about next season when it's closer. And mm-hmm. there it is. That's a season right there. Yep. Not too bad. That was easy. That was easy. <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah. What, what probably going to be exactly the same next season, right? <laughs> oh, I sure Let's hope see. so. Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know the windows, the windows there, health, luck, bounces, all those, all those things. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, Hey, there's some, hopefully some, this is just kind of the beginning. I, uh, if anything, the lightning showed exactly how hard it is to keep that rolling. Two in a yep. row is stunning, and yep. three in a row uh, to make was, it the three finals. In yeah, a row. and it turned out it but wasn't. Can, it didn't happen for them, but it just shows yep. that there it is that hard to do this. Yeah, and you can you can see it with with uh, a team with that much pride and that much heart and everything. Mm-hmm. Even they hit a wall, and that's that's all part of uh, part of the process. Yeah, so you can talk to Blackhawks fans about this a little bit as well. Oh, and especially where they're at now. Holy <laughs> oh cow. Oh my goodness. Heck, they uh, even la- they even lost Eddie Olchek. So yeah. that's it's it's this is a roller coaster. Ooh. Just put your seatbelt on and just I don't know, hold on to your butt. Yeah. Or senators <laughs> yeah. fans for that matter. I mean, look at where uh, they've totally. been. They've they've 
They've never been, they've, they've been terrible. They yep. seem to go somewhere this coming year. Hey, they, they may actually come up a little bit, but who knows? And Red Wings as well. Mm-hmm. Like Red, like there was a lot of credit given to Steve Eiserman for his signings uh, during free agency. So. Oh, absolutely. I don't know. It's, we'll be here though. It'll be fun. Yep. All right. All right. Fist bump. Famous last words. Not fist bump. Fist bump. Fist bump. All right, man. Thank you again for everything. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, thank you all again for downloading the show. Thank you for your support. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you again soon. For James Tapelet Graylian, I'm Jay Veen. Please take care. Go Abs Go. We'll talk to you next time on the Abs Hockey Podcast. See you. What kind of stuff just happened? <laughs> I don't, don't want. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs>